Welcome to the latest episode of Future Ready DSM, the podcast that provides employment information for the greater Des Moines region. Today, we'll be talking with DMAC President Rob Denson about changes in enrollment trends and education pathways, particularly related to the future world of work, community partnerships that DMAC is currently engaged in, and what that could mean for employees and employers. Rob has served as the president of DMAC since 2003. Rob, thanks for joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and some of the things you're most proud of during your time as president so far? Well, I grew up on a farm uh, south of the Amana College in Iowa. I'm the first native-born Iowan to be president of the college. Uh, it's my second presidency. I was president of Northeast Iowa Community College for five years. Uh, but although I was born in Iowa, I spent 25 years in Florida, got a law degree there, worked for the University of Florida, then had a, a trial law practice for 16 years before I retired and got into the community college work. Uh, I worked for Iowa State University, worked for the University of Florida, great land grant schools, but I am so excited to be in the community college realm, uh, mainly because we are so connected to the businesses and the communities in our, in our local areas. So it's just really exciting. And, and we're all always a conduit for people of all ages in a relatively short period of time, moving from low skills to high skills and great jobs. So it's a great return on investment and I look forward to getting to work every day. That's great. Glad you have stayed in the fight as long as you have, <laughs> Rob. Glad you have stayed in the fight. So, you know, Rob, the, the pandemic has changed the demographics of student enrollment at higher education institutions across the country. Has DMAC seen a change in its student demographic? And do you anticipate seeing um, additional demographic changes in the near future? Yes. Well, the pandemic, pandemic has caused a decline in enrollment at every, in nearly every college university nationally. Uh, community college-wide, the average decline in the last 18 months has been about 9%. Uh, DMAC is down about 7% throughout the pandemic. Uh, but this fall term, uh, as of this morning, we are up 6.1% in headcount, and that is great news. Uh, as you know, Iowa is in a significant workforce skill shortage, uh, just like every other state in the country. Uh, Iowa, because of Future Ready Iowa and Last Dollar Scholarship, uh, we're really focusing nicely on the individual. Uh, wages are going up. Uh, time to skill development is actually going down as we're looking to do even non-credit short-term training to get individuals into the workforce and diversity is going up. Uh, we've had, we have a major initiative on diversity, equity, and inclusion. 68% uh, of our student body is white, 8% Hispanic, 5% African-American, and 4% uh, Asian, and then 12% undecided. Uh, and our diverse numbers are continuing to grow here as they are uh, throughout the state. Uh, everybody should know that our DMAC urban campus in downtown Des Moines is the first majority students of color college or university campus in the state. We are so excited there and it's 52% diversity, but we know at DMAC that the solution to Iowa's workforce problems and challenges in the short term is going to be uh, recruiting from diverse population, uh, primarily Latinx. Uh, so we're really trying to focus more and more on that. Uh, and it's an exciting time. So, you know, you talked about um, having to engage um, and diversify your recruiting strategies um, and really understanding that 
your enrollment is going to look different in the future. Um, how how you, you kind of talked about you launched this diversity, equity, inclusion initiative. So how exactly how how you all been preparing for these anticipated changes? Well, the most important thing that we need to do, and we know this, is we've got to recruit and hire more diverse talent as our faculty and staff, both full time and adjunct. Uh, because when students walk into a classroom, when they walk onto campus, they need to see individuals like themselves. Uh, and that's not that their skills are any better or any worse, whatever. It's just that we want everybody to feel comfortable when they come here in an learning environment. Uh, each year we serve about 35 to 36,000 credit students every year, 22,000 non-credit students with an average class size of 18. So our faculty and staff really do get to know our students and know them well and provide support. So as we go out and recruit, right now, I think we're about 11% of our faculty and staff are diverse backgrounds. Out of the last 100 hires, over 30% of those hires have been diverse. And that's because we're, we are recruiting even harder. We're interviewing more individuals uh, because often it's not a matter of skills. It's a matter of really finding out who's out there that wants to come to work here at DMAC. So as we make uh, ourselves better known, we're getting larger and larger pools with more and more diverse talent. And we just want to make sure that we talk to all of them and give everyone a chance to show us what they've got and to show their interest in DMAC. Glad to hear um, just even that shift in focusing around staff. That, that is very key in creating that sense of belonging. So, you know, Rob, the, the pandemic, as you kind of talked about, has, has changed the landscape. Um, it's definitely changed the workforce. Has DMAC you know, begun to offer anything new or different as far, as far as degrees or certificate programs to be better prepared for the future world of work? Well, we respond to the needs of the businesses in our area. Uh, each one of our programs is chaired or monitored by an advisory committee of the businesses that hire students out of those programs. If, if we've got a program where students aren't finding jobs, we close the program. So the businesses tell us what they want and what training and competencies we need to deliver. So we're always on the cutting edge of technology and of skill development and of competency delivery. Uh, so we have not seen a great change. Obviously, we follow the Iowa trends. We've got a big energy program, uh, wind and solar. We just opened up a new solar and wind energy park on the Ankeny campus. Uh, Business is uh, business training and business management is continues to be a very active interest. Uh, criminal justice is crazy, uh, but also our largest program are all of our healthcare programs. We've got great partnerships with all the healthcare providers and clinics. Uh, there's a great demand for CNAs, uh, LPNs, registered nurses who go on to work in our various healthcare facilities. So. I, I don't think the types of jobs we have have changed a lot, uh, but we are focusing more and more on the employability skills or those soft skills that individuals need to be successful. We know that when somebody hires one of our students or if they transfer to a four-year institution, they're expected to have the technical skills in order to be able to work that job. But as important are those soft skills of communication, teamwork, business etiquette, et cetera, workplace etiquette, uh, because when our students go on site, we want them to be successful and to be able to move up in the various businesses. 
Uh, and it's knowing that whole uh, range of skills uh, that's very, very important. You know, you talked about so many different things there. Um, where can they go to learn about all these wonderful opportunities at DMAC? Go to dmac.edu. Uh, that's our primary website. Uh, it, it's got a lot of information in it. So you can uh, look at various programs. You can look at various sectors of types of classes and pro academic programs. Or if you're lost, you can just go to ask a question at the bottom, type in your question and someone will respond to you. Uh, because we know that oftentimes it's hard to navigate so many sites, uh, but we've got a search engine, type in some keywords. Uh, and if nothing else, call the college, call our general number and just ask for help and they will get you to someone that can respond to you. So Rob, I know a priority at DMAC is, has been working and you know, like you talked about collaborating with regional partners. Can you talk to us about any new or ongoing initiatives that DMAC is involved with, um, you know, around workforce, future world of work? Well, I think one of the things that uh, we're most proud of, and you were very involved, is the Evelyn K. Davis Center for Working Families. Uh, down on our urban campus, it's patterned after the Annie Casey Working Families model. Uh, it serves over 5,000 clients a year, main, uh, mainly low-income individuals who come in uh, oftentimes not even knowing what they want, but it's helping to guide them, helping with, with clothing, interview skills, uh, getting into, into DMAC to pick up some additional technical skills, whatever. Uh, and, and when you look at Evelyn K. Davis and how successful that's been, then, you, then you've got to look at United Way and the Community Foundation of Greater Des Moines. Uh, we have some great partners. I frequently say, and I'm proud to be an Iowan, uh, we're a relatively small state, everyone in leadership. We know each other, we like each other, and we believe in helping individuals be more successful. So we've been very excited about that. We've also taken on some great roles with the Goldman Sachs Foundation, 10,000 small businesses. Uh, we are the only statewide uh, 10,000 small business provider in the nation. Uh, the, Goldman does it in different models in different areas, but DMAC for the entire state of Iowa, uh, we bring in cohorts of small business owners, put them through what we call an MB, a mini MBA to help them grow their business, uh, increase their workforce and be, just become more successful. And it started out, we were gonna do one or two cohorts. I think we're now on cohort number six that we launched next Monday, uh, but it's really a great way to help small businesses uh, become successful. And then we've got our academies. Uh, our goal is to be accessible to everyone in our district. We've got six campuses, you know, Ankeny, Urban, West Des Moines, Newton, uh, Boone, and Carroll. Uh, but we needed to even increase our footprint. So now we've got academies at Southridge Mall, which has been very, very successful in Perry, Iowa, where we're dealing with a very, very large Latino population there. Uh, so we're opening up facilities, again, based on demand. And if, if there are individuals that want to gain our uh, level of training, uh, we want to make sure we're accessible uh, to them. But we're all about partnerships. I mean, we work well with the governor, Iowa Workforce Development, Department of Education, Iowa Economic Development Authority. Uh, there's a DMAC person, and it's often me on many of the statewide boards that the governor has, uh, because what we have, everyone needs. Uh, and, and I don't care where you are in the state, we're one of 15 community colleges. Uh, we work together as a system to make sure that we are each serving the populations uh, of our various uh, geographic districts. 
Rob, you just mentioned that at the end of that, um, or how you do work with um, the other community colleges as well in the state. Um, could you talk a little bit more about one of those partnerships, I think, where you all just started to partner with um, Iowa State Extension as well? Yeah, we do a lot with uh, all the universities. With Iowa State, uh, we work with Cirrus, uh, which is the engineering extension program there, uh, to, to work on manufacturing 4.0. A lot of companies now are going into robotics and other high-tech equipment, uh, kind of the next generation of manufacturing. These are skills that we teach at the community college because business demands it. Uh, but Cirrus has partnered with the state to provide some grant dollars and some assessment to make sure that any state dollars that are being spent are spent wisely. You mentioned the other 15 community colleges. We are one of the few states in the country where we have all the community college presidents have come together and we divide up the state funding in a way that makes sure that the smaller community colleges are viable. DMAC and Kirkwood and some of the other larger schools have an economy of scale that some of the smallest colleges in Northwest Iowa, Southwest Iowa, et cetera, they can't meet. So we allocate more funding per student to them to make sure that they've got the ability to serve students at the same level uh, that we are here at DMAC or Kirkwood might do in Cedar Rapids. Uh, in many states, community colleges fight over the money. We we came up with a formula so that all can be successful and all do well. DMAC has experienced a, a huge amount of growth over the past few years, Rob. As as you look forward, what, what are you most excited about when you think about the future of DMAC? Well, we're going to continue to be responsive. We're going to be innovative and we're going to be fast. Uh, you know, we know that we have to move at the speed of business. Uh, and if we don't, we will fall behind and, and Iowa businesses will suffer. So I look forward to increased growth. We are going to become much more diverse than we are now. Uh, we are going to find a way to be more attractive to diverse populations, uh, let, letting them know that their, their tendency might be to go right to work in a, in a minimum wage job. But if they can just delay that or work part-time and come to DMAC part-time, very quickly they can qualify for a much better job with much greater prospects. Right now we're involved with a number of other community colleges. We got a grant from the Iowa Department of Education to hire college and career transition counselors. These are counselors that, were, that are licensed counselors that will actually work in the K-12s. So DMAC was funded for one transition counselor. We hired eight partnering with 14 different school districts around our area. These are DMAC employees that are not recruiters for DMAC, but they work in each of the K-12s two days a week, talking to juniors and seniors to make sure that those students are prepared to go to college either for a career or for some academic development. We know that about one third of high school graduates do not go on to higher education. They don't go on to further training, yet the vast majority of all good jobs require some education after high school. So th that one third is really a target for these transition counselors, helping them file their FAFSAs so they can have the funding to go to college, choosing various majors, and probably as important as anything, getting them on a track to take community college credits, DMAC classes while they're still in high school. Every year, uh, we probably serve 15 to 18,000 high school students throughout central Iowa with college credits. It's great for those students, great for the schools, and great for us. 
we'll have 50 or 60 students every year graduate from high school with their DMACC two-year degree. They just received a free community college education and they will move on at age 18 to a university anywhere in the country uh, as juniors. So that we're gonna see more and more of that. Uh, student debt is at crisis levels, $1.7 trillion nationally. And uh, the, the, the amount that students are paying for student debt, uh, that percentage rate is much more than any of us can get at a bank. So these are debts that hang with these kids well into their uh, middle 30s and 40s sometime, interfering with their ability to buy houses, get married, et cetera. Uh, so we know that if we can get them at DMACC, and DMACC has the highest bond rating of any community college in Iowa, the lowest property tax levy of any community college, and the lowest tuition and fees of any college or university. So it is just a smart bet financially, and we know that our students can go anywhere. I believe we're the only community college in the world that articulates with Grinnell, Iowa State, Iowa, UNI, love our transfers as well as Drake, Grandview, Simpson, and everyone else. Uh, we're the only community college in the Midwest that Tuskegee articulates with. Uh, student uh, Colleges and universities love our transfer students because when our transfer students go to those four-year universities, they do as well there, about the same grades as students who started out at those college and universities and many of our young people could not have gotten in as freshmen. So our faculty and staff who are phenomenal teachers help them overcome any deficiencies they may have. And when they leave us and start as a junior somewhere, I mean, they are college ready and they do well. Uh, so we're gonna see more and more of that uh, and, and new innovations. We, robotics and a lot of these things are gonna continue to develop and we're developing with them. Uh, which makes our work very exciting. I know you um, are a big proponent for STEM as well. And you mentioned about the the growth and intentionality that you've, you've been working through it at Evelyn K. Davis Center and the urban campus. Uh, what are some of the new uh, exciting things that are happening at the urban campus? Oh, yes. Well, I'm, I'm, on, the I'm on the governor's STEM council and I've been on the executive council uh, since the beginning of the, that particular programming. Uh, we've now partnered with UNI to do a two plus two on our urban campus where a student can start at DMACC at Urban, do two years at Urban, then finish up two years at Urban from UN, with UNI and getting a UNI degree. And UNI has gone out and raised enough funding so that students will just continue to pay DMACC tuition, saving them thousands of dollars uh, on their four-year degree. Uh, we are also just finishing a $25 million expansion to our urban campus. I mentioned it's the first majority uh, students of color college university campus in the state. Uh, it's going to be a, it's a beautiful set of two new buildings, one being a STEM center, three st uh, stories or three floors of chemistry, physics, and biology laboratories, improved offices for our student development staff, a large meeting area for students with a coffee shop, and quite frankly, one of the things I'm most excited about is green space. Our urban campus has been blocked buildings and parking lots forever, and not even that colorful. Uh, we've, since we have more parking than we actually need, uh, we now have a large grassy area between building one, which is our main building that we're renovating, and then building seven, which is our new set of buildings uh, right across the street from Evelyn Davis. So it is going to be a beautiful college campus uh, like any other college or university campus in the state. And our students deserve the best. 
I also want to talk about work-based learning. Most of our students have to work uh, one or two jobs, many of them having families while they're going to DMACC and working jobs. We provide free transportation through DART. They get it, all of our students get a universal pass with DART. So we hope to take transportation out of the issue for all those students that live in the metro area. But as important, uh, we want students to, to work in the area of their major. We've got a major program with Acumold, where Acumold uh, in Ankeny is a micro-mold where students work there 20 hours a week and then go to DMAC for tool and die 20 hours a week. Shazam hires our second uh, term freshman at the urban campus. Uh, Year-round paid internships. I think the last I saw was $21 an hour, crazy high. Uh, and Shazam has about 250 IT workers in their West Des Moines office. 144 came through our program with them. And our 144 are averaging about $90,000 a year with a two-year degree. Uh, so we are working on partnerships like that. We work with Principal Financial, Housby, Mac, anybody and any employer right now that wants to get ahead of this workforce issue helps needs to work with us to develop a pipeline. Really looking at those high school kids because most high school kids need to work uh, in the summer for sure and many during the year. And any employer that will give them a part-time job, getting acquainted with their business or industry. A lot of those students, if you treat them well and they like you and you like them, they're gonna stay. So you're building your own talent pipeline and DMAC as all that happens, gives them the skills to progress and qualify for a full-time job. We are open to any legal idea uh, to make uh, life in Central Iowa better, particularly when it comes to helping low-income individuals. Uh, but beyond that, we see more and more students that are realizing our quality is second to none, our cost is the lowest in the state. It makes dollars and cents uh, to come to DMAC where you're in a class of 18 instead of class of 100 at some of these places or several hundred, get those key general education classes and a lot of your technical courses out of the way uh, before you either go to work or go on to a college or university for your four-year degree. Uh, so again, going back to where we kind of started, check out the DMAC website or call one of our advisors and just find out what the opportunities are. As you know, the governor has, has picked uh, kicked off Future Ready Iowa last dollar scholarships in over 50 different high demand, good paying job areas. Once you've, if you've exhausted your grant dollars, but before you have to take out any loans, the state will come in and pay your tuition. Uh, DMAC has drawn down over $7 million in the last two years uh, for students in, in one of these 50 different areas. And it could, from welding to nursing to so many others. Uh, look at Last Dollar Scholarship, Future Ready Iowa. And it's been so popular, the legislature has funded it at $13 million for the first two years. They this year added another $10 million. So now there's $23 million available. Uh, so there's never been a better time uh, to get into a great job. And again, these are one and two year programs. So you get in. Yes, you're going to be busy for a short amount of time. But when you cross that graduation stage, uh, you've got a better life. We appreciate that. So just for those that have been listening, just all the exciting things going on at DMAC, you, you have the, the first in the state of Iowa 
um, with the majority of diverse students here and in, in, right here in, in Des Moines at the urban campus. You have the, a new innovative STEM center and a, and a wide range of collaborations that DMAX working on to make sure that the workforce for the future is ready right here in central Iowa and beyond. And then, of course, if you want to go back and, and, and find out more additional information, please go to dmac.edu or as Rob just stated, just give them a call and they'll help you navigate um, all the different things you need. Well, you asked me earlier some things I'm proud of, and there, there are two. In 2016, we were named by uh, Value Colleges as number 10. And I don't mean number 10 of the 15 community colleges in Iowa. We were named number 10 of the 1,717 two-year programs in the entire United States based on value. And that's what drives us. That and the fact that a week and a half ago, Forbes magazine named DMAC the number one employer in the state of Iowa. Uh, and we don't give them money. We don't pay them a sponsorship. I'm not even sure we've got a subscription to Forbes, uh, but they do a national survey. And we were the only of all 50 states. We were the only community colleges that was ranked number one employer in their state. And that's important to us. We are about people. I mean, we've got great buildings. We've got grass that's mowed and everything else. But it's all about our people. So we know that our faculty and staff are the ones that do the work. Our staff get the students into class and help them stay there. It's our faculty that provide a quality education. Uh, and so we just know if we if we can take care of our people, they will take care of the students. And we've got a great history of doing so. And we do not intend to let up. Well, thank you, Rob, for, for joining us today. For those that um, are looking where you can download this through Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you may download um, your podcast, you can go back and catch this episode with President Denson and even go back and listen to some of our previous episodes as well. Thank you for listening to the Future Ready DSM podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To hear from more leaders and experts on the latest trends in talent development, please visit dsmpartnership.com.